you're about to listen to our program Eng. We don't know why, however we are grateful you chose to. We do wish to inform you that the views, opinions and overall morality, do not necessarily reflect those of the station, interview guests, sponsors or musical entities. If you should choose to continue, and we sincerely hope that you do. Just know, we tried to advise you against these actions and we are not responsible for any damage done to your sanity, morals or ideals. Thank you. Here comes the terrible siren. settings and everything's a little funky and uh hopefully uh we're sounding okay tonight yeah tonight is a interesting night let me tell you because well we have a guest who uh unfortunately was uh indisposed and we have a rescue mission on the in the works right now to uh go get him our guest this evening is Nate Thompson. Uh, you guys, if you've been paying attention to Facebook, if you're in the Michigan area or the Ohio area, you know Nate Thompson because he has been all over your Facebook feed. He will be here. Just stick with me because he uh, ended up getting a flat tire about 20 minutes away. And my other guest this evening, my friend Paul, uh, has gone to get him. So they will be here. Um, but I've got a little bit of pandering to do, which is cool because I've got some stuff to talk about before we get started this evening. First and foremost, we have a brand new sponsor for the Cult of Odd. We have been picked up, or we picked up the sponsor, Lucky's Gourmet Subs and Fries. Uh, they are located here in Wayne, Michigan at 4422 South Wayne Road. Uh, Lucky's Gourmet Subs and Fries, man. I, I can't say enough good about them. Um, their food is excellent, high quality uh, stuff. And the fries, oh my God, the stuff that he's come up with to, to do. Um, lobster mac and cheese fries, uh, Philly cheesesteak fries. I mean, you pay very little and get a whole lot. So I want you to make sure you check out Lucky's Gourmet Subs and Fries. We're going to put up links so you can see their website and whatnot. But all means, if you're in the area, go check them out. 
I'm adjusting settings because I'm noticing that it looks like I'm coming in a little low and uh, that's not good. All right, so yeah, check out Lucky's Gourmet Subs and Fries. You're going to be hearing a commercial for them starting next week. Uh, we're doing the on-air read stuff tonight. Um, they've got uh, every kind of sub you can think of, like turkey subs, spicy Italian. Um, Ali really likes their uh, buffalo chicken. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough good. It's a small business that uh, does good food. Also, this week, and actually for the next month, I am doing a charity stream every single day for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. I started on Wednesday, June 15th, and we're going to be doing a stream every single day until July 15th. And then we're going to probably keep streaming um, to Twitch after the fact. So me and my friends have been playing Fallout 76 for the last three days. Um, We have collectively streamed for 1140 minutes that's right 11 1140 minutes we were only supposed to do 60 minutes a week but you know hey i don't do anything just half-assed i use my whole ass that's right i i don't know what's going on how do i sound i know you're in the the, the chat i see a bunch of people in there hello hootas hello delane uh, how does it sound, Hootis? Do I sound okay to you? Because you're usually Johnny on the spot to let me know if anything's going wrong. Or maybe not. I always forget there's a delay. A delay. But yeah, so Hootis and I have been playing 76. Um, Ali has jumped on once or twice uh, when she got tired of being in bed because she was sick. And... Uh, for the most part, like I said, we've been playing 76. Uh, we're going to get into some other games over the course of the next week. We're going to be playing Deep Rock Galactic. We're going to be playing Grounded. Um, we're going to actually tomorrow we're going to do a uh, we're going to do Myth Force. So if you go to twitch.tv forward slash cultivod, you'll be able to, to uh, follow me and you can turn on alerts and know when I go live. You can also follow me on Twitter at my radio is odd. I've been posting there when I go live as well. Um, but St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital is a fantastic organization for all that they do for the families of children with cancer. Um, the, you, the families don't have to pay anything. They don't. Not not a single dime. They they don't receive a single bill. And that is amazing. Their goal is to make sure that the parents can focus on taking care of their, their sick kids. Um, and then the other cool thing, too, is all the research that they do for childhood cancer, they aren't holding on to it proprietarily. They are freely giving it to every other doctor and organization out there, everything that they come up with. Their goal is to eradicate childhood cancer. Uh, And through donations and fundraising and all sorts of other efforts that they do, they are quickly working towards that goal. So if you want to do some good or you want to just share, um, please keep an eye out on the Cultivod Facebook wall or my personal Twitter. Or I mean, I've been posting it everywhere. You should have seen it by now. Uh, if you follow me in any way, shape, or form. If you are new to the Cultivod, welcome. Thank you for joining us. 
As I said, Nate Thompson will be here. He caught a flat tire, and we have a rescue mission uh, to go get him. As Paul referred to his car, it is a clapped-out shitbox going to pick him up. What else is there? Um, oh, oh, we did a really cool interview this week. If you're uh, a member of our Patreon, we spoke to a guy named Anthony uh, Butcher. Anthony is from the UK, and he is riding across the United States for multiple sclerosis. He is raising money uh, going from New York to San Francisco. He is in the final stretch of his journey. We were able to speak to him and do an interview with him. Uh, Patrons got that on Wednesday, and uh, the interview roulette segment will be going up to YouTube tomorrow morning. And then on Tuesday, we got a Tell Me a Story segment out of him. I'll also be doing an interview tomorrow morning, or tomorrow afternoon, actually, um, with Stephen Taibbi. Stephen Taibbi is an interesting man. He has uh, received two heart transplants, and he has written a book uh, called Living in the Shadow of My Heart. Um, And it is about his journey. Uh, through the heart transplants and meeting the donor family and everything in between. So, those are the important things that we have to cover. And here, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to fill all that time, and we're only nine minutes in. You know, it's a wonderful thing when you're hopped up on caffeine. (laughs) Um, We took last week off because uh, Nate had something that came up that he wasn't able to get here. I, I swear... It was, I posted my personal Facebook wall. It was almost like the spirits are trying to keep Nate from joining us. But uh, never fear, odd is here. And where there's an odd, there's a way. I know that's not how the saying goes. Um, we've got designs up on the merch shop. We've got our Patreon. Uh, we're still running that thing where uh, if we get 10 new subscribers to our 10 new patrons, the 10th patron will get a free piece of merch, custom design. Nobody else can have it. Only that person. We offer three different tiers at the Patreon. The $5, the $10, and the $20 level. $5 level gets you all the episodes, a shout-out, and a coupon code from Motor City Candleworks. $10 level gets you all that and a access to the audio version of the interviews. And the $20 level gets you all of that plus access to the video interviews and a bigger discount at MotorCityCandleworks.com. You can get to it by going to Patreon.com forward slash Cult of Odd. All right. Well, they should be here or be back here in about 10 minutes. Um, How's everyone doing tonight? I see in the chat room we have Brian Morin. We have Delane. We have uh, uh, Oddman. Yeah, I'm in the chat. We have Hootis. Also, too, I want to thank you, Justin Burnside, one of our patrons. He donated uh, $45 to our charity effort early this morning. Uh, thank you so much, Justin. That was a, uh, a wonderful gesture. But, uh, yeah, how's everyone doing tonight? And I wait for a response from the chat. <laughs> Normally, we have our shit together, but every so often, things kind of go sideways. And, you know, as they say in the entertainment industry, you the show must go on. And I couldn't you know, say, hey, we're going to be on a delay and then keep everyone here past the original time that they were supposed to, to get to leave. Plus, with everything that I've got going on, it's it's uh, it's going to be a long night as it is. I got until 3 a.m. before my uh, f- computer resets tonight for a Windows update. Brian, thank you for joining us. 
I know Delane. Delane said he. Uh, Delane said he's excited for the show. He wished he could be here. Delane was a uh, Delon is was originally supposed to be here, um, but because he had to work in the morning, there was no way to do that turnaround. Um, and I totally understand that. I do that turnaround every Friday, and it sucks. <laughs> I have no idea, Delon, what time you have to get up for work, but I guarantee it's probably right around the same time. Uh, and Brian, uh, thank you for joining us. I, I hope you stick around after the fact. Um, we're always looking for new listeners. I see we got a bunch of other people listening that aren't in the chat. If you want to be in the chat room, go to tapdetroit.com forward slash chat room. And uh, you, all you got to do is pick a username, and you can interact with us in the chat. Um, I'm going to do my best tonight, because I know there's a lot of people that are interested in this, and uh, 5.30. You know what? I'm up at about 6.30, 7 o'clock after going to bed at like 2 or 3. So, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. But uh, I know there was a lot of people that were interested in what Nate's doing and, and have a ton of questions. So I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that there was a chat room, so you could come in, and I'm going to do my best to try to answer any of the questions that do pop up into the chat room. Um, I, I also got the chance to sit and watch Nate's short films and they are freaking amazing. Um, I am a big fan of horror and especially indie horror. And so Nate's films definitely scratched that itch. But uh, yeah, uh, who does I saw? Yeah, I know. Um, if you're not wrestling fans, this bit won't matter to you, but uh Hootis and I are wrestling fans, and uh, yeah, Vince McMahon is having a bad day. Uh, it's nice to see that the company is allowing him to save face by stepping down before the shit hits the fan, but you know, damage has been done. That's all there is to it. I do want to also say that I got pulled into this charity. Yeah, I liked Dead Record as well. Um, I got pulled into this charity by Kraith TV. You guys may remember him from a few episodes ago. Kraith has been uh, a member of the cult for a little while now, and uh, he has helped me with a couple of video projects, and he hit me up, and he was like, hey, man, I'm doing this charity thing. Do you want to be a member of my team? And uh, his team is Player 2 Connected, uh, a bunch of great guys, uh, Angry Gnome, Gabe, uh, Nuka, uh, Kraith, and uh, the, there's one or two others that I'm forgetting, and I, I'm sorry for that. But, like, we're all, like, collectively putting in the time and trying to raise as much money. We each have a $200 goal. Uh, so, right now, the members of the team, uh, our total goal is about $1,000. And uh, we're about collectively two $300 into that. So, I mean, it's cool. Uh, we all get to hang out together and play for a wonderful cause. So... Um, but Kraith, uh, you know, I, Kraith has been going through some stuff, um, over the last day or so. And, uh, I just want to say he is an awesome guy. If you haven't checked out his stuff, you can go to YouTube and look up Kraith TV. That's C-R-A-I-T-H, Wraith with a C in front of it, um, TV, or you can find him on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Kraith TV, uh, Angry Gnome, um, we'll, we'll post links to all their channels and stuff with this too. I hear my dog barking, so that means they may have returned. And, uh, and only about 15 minutes. That's all I had to, to, to cover and pander for. I'm, uh, I'm pretty pleased with that. And, uh, I'm glad that they were able to get him and save him because we did not want to have to reschedule yet again for, uh, this. And, uh, we understand that shit happens that, or as we say, life happens. Um, so thankfully, uh, 
my good friend Paul was able to go get him. You're on the couch. Your bag's on the TV. The words on the mic need to be facing you when you're talking. Nate, you're in that chair there, and just speak right into that mic right there. What? Yeah, you'll see him. You'll. This mic right here. And the white one. The words on the mic. Yeah, it's set so you. Okay, so like like this. Go ahead and talk. Can you hear me now? Is this pretty good for talking? Yeah. This is a good good voice angle distance. Nate, speed. Is a track track? Is this the? I don't know if this is adequate enough. Louder. A little bit louder? Yep. Perfect. Like you're shouting at me. Outstanding. All right, Nate, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be damned. It was, uh, it's about time. It took uh, one rescheduling, almost two, and I'm glad that we didn't... Uh, I was coming here regardless. I knew that. We were making it. And I was <laughs> it's going to be 11 o'clock. He's like, I'm here. Let's do something. <laughs> Let's do something, anything. All right. So, let me wind it back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Cult of Odd, and my guest tonight is the one, the only Nate Thompson. Appreciate being here, man. I, I just, uh, it, it, like I said, it was a absolute kind of uh, effort to be here. Uh, I don't even. I'm at a loss for words because there's still a situation I have to deal with after this. <laughs> for, for a few hours, though, <laughs> all is well. Hours, yeah, we We're are scot free. Yeah, yeah, yep, perfect. And then also with me is my good friend Paul Jameson. Um, I met Paul years ago. Uh, we were both part of uh, a club called the Motor City Haunt Club, and it was a bunch of people that were really into Halloween and, and like going to haunts and stuff like that. And, and they got together and learned how to make certain things. Y- you say people? you say was, but it was like I was one of the founding members of the club in 2004 when it started. Why well, didn't it know still that. is a club that exists? Although we haven't really had many meetings uh, since the pandemic. Uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, really it's kind of devolved into a more of like a Halloween home decorating instead of a professional haunt uh, sort of club. Well, I mean, there's room for everybody, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, that's like what it is. It's like not, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't necessarily recognize it as the haunt club uh, if you were, if you went there now. Well, I mean, most of the people that I met, or at least that I, I collectively clearly remember, they were home haunters. There's only like one or two actual like haunt owners and they didn't think too much of the uh, of the the goings on they they thought it was more home haunty anyways i i dug it i learned how to do a couple of cool things so <laughs> i don't think i could rebuild that vortex thing though if i tried well uh, like spinny... i can i can do it for you i well <laughs> i've paul, seen people paul, we need to talk i've seen i've never been in one myself i don't think uh Although there is a, a place up north, it's not necessarily a haunted house, but it's more of a, uh, it's in Mackinac City, it's kind of like a weird, mysterious kind of place, Al- almost set up Oh, like the mystery house. spot. Yes. The mystery spot yes. would not pass today's fire codes. I asked, I asked <laughs> them, I specifically came out of the mystery spot, and I asked the, uh, the, the, the guys working there, how do you guys get deal with the, the fire inspectors and the building inspectors? And they said, well, it's grandfathered in, we're not actually allowed to change anything, because if we had to, we couldn't 
you know, continue this sort of attraction. I think they area. have a vortex type thing in there, if I remember correctly, or maybe not. But well, okay, so I've the seen vor- them before. The vortex thing I'm talking about is it was a, uh, um, it was like half of a lotion container. It had a, a, a computer fan in there, a little mirror, what? and a laser. And what you would do it's, it's, it's is a laser vortex. Yeah, you would basically shine it. Yeah. on smoke like, like from you, a smoke machine you know like the laser swamp effect where okay. it's like a plane yeah. well it's like that but it's a cone so it's like a cone of light so you're like inside this like laser vortex and the oh, same way you can like okay. reach up and scare people from under the swamp you can yeah. you can have actors like outside this cone and with the fog swirling around it like the, the more varied uh, amounts of fog you have the better it looks it's a pretty cool effect yeah, gotcha, okay. but that that's the stuff we learned. We learned how to, uh, one of the other things I remember learning how to do was how to age things, like make it look kind of uh, decrepit and, and right. aged. Okay. We had a, a little plastic lantern that we ended up making look like it was aged uh, wrought iron or, or, or not wrought iron, but uh, uh, cast iron. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. it ended up looking like aged cast iron when we were done with everything. So it was neat. You know, as a as a kid who grew up watching monster movies and wanting to know how the hell they did all that stuff, yep. you know, yep. I, I I I had fun. Um, but Nate, all right, man. I know everybody under the sun has been asking you every question you could possibly ever think of <laughs> regarding what you're doing. Start at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Because Stop. my because my sister was like, "What?" My sister was like, "What is Irish Hills?" Because I was telling her, "Oh, this place in Irish Hills." She's like, "What is that?" How do you not, so, How do you live here and not know like that that stretch of Irish Hills? How old's your sister? Uh she's four years younger than I am. However old that is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I forgot how old I. We're I gonna am. use. She's, she's thir- 30, 30 or th- uh, thirty uh, six, thirty seven, something like that. That's fair. I give or take. Thirty. I think she's thirty six or thirty five. My co-host Ace. I mentioned it to him, and he was aware that there's stuff out at Irish Hills, yeah. but had no idea what it was out there. You know, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, you know, maybe it just requires me doing a little bit more due diligence on my behalf, but I I, I, I didn't really know uh, much about the place either before I I was taken out there, and that was one of the reasons. Okay, yeah, and that was one of the reasons why I actually went out there to begin with is because you know the people that the the owners of the stagecoach and the land out there they were like, hey, you know, we seen that you did the the horror film premiere in Monroe. Uh, it was well publicized and that's uh, dead record right yeah yep dead record we did it at the river raisin center and uh you know it was well publicized and a, a pretty good turnout so they're like hey i want you to come check out the haunted house i'm assuming it's probably like to partner together and work to almost you know like revamp it or bring more people to the haunt which i'm totally cool with i'll help out too that's that's a, a separate thing i'm more than happy to help out with that because i like haunted houses who mm-hmm. doesn't yeah but i I ended up, uh, they, they walked me kind of around the property, around the haunted house, and then we went back past this section of buildings, and it was like this old courtyard. I guess in back in the day, it was like the old Times Square, where they would have their general store, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, paint's chipping off the walls and all the poles, and cobwebs are everywhere, so I'm kind of digging it already, in a sense. <laughs> I uh, feel at home. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But I, then, I, then I look through and I notice like there's old um, display cases and old stands. So someone obviously was in here, maybe within the, even like the last ten years, uh, trying to get something going. But 
never really so I, there's life but there's not it, it's it's good potential um but no one was really doing it. Let me pause right there. So what he's talking about is a place out in Irish Hills called Stagecoach Stop. Correct. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, back when I was a child, when I was but a wee babe. Uh, back it up. Start, like, what is Irish Hills? Okay, what is Irish Hills? Okay. You, oh, are you asking me? Yeah. Because, okay, so back in the day, before they built I-94, everybody had to drive down Michigan Avenue to get to Chicago. So it was the main strip. I mean, all the way back to the bootlegging days with Al Capone and all that, everybody would drive down Michigan Avenue. It's the same Michigan Avenue that runs through the middle of Chicago that runs right through Detroit. And about halfway down is Irish Hills, Michigan. And so that made it kind of a natural place where people would put up motels and like kitschy, like tourist trappy kind of places. And so that's basically what it was. It was all these kitschy tourist trappy places. There's this concrete dinosaur forest and this old West town and like these Indian teepee things. And it's like now it's uh, since they put in the highway, nobody drives there anymore. It's all abandoned basically kind of like route 66 yeah and well even more so because it's not famous like route 66 (laughs) but uh the the stagecoach stop place is the one the one that you would hear about in the newspaper popping up that a new family has purchased it and is trying to reopen it every five or ten years you would hear something about it yeah, at Stagecoach Stop, I went to both of them as a kid. I went to the prehistoric forest because I was a dinosaur kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I went to uh, um, Stagecoach Stop as a kid as well. And, like, Stagecoach Stop was cool, you know? It, it, it was, I, I was, when they took me there, I, I swore we were going to the prehistoric forest because we were out there again. I was like, dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs! And they were like, no, no, Old West. And I'm like, dinosaurs. <laughs> But uh, I somewhere around here, probably up in um, my mother's uh, old stuff, um, there is a picture from like the old timey wanted poster and stuff yep. that they would do there, yep. and you can see what the the one thing, the two things that I remember most from Stagecoach Stop was watching the person do the loom work that they did, and then the other thing was watching the typesetter because they had an old print press. And you could watch them pick the letters and, and make like a, oh, a, a like a newspaper page. And you got to do it all backwards. Yeah. I just, I thought that was the coolest thing because I had never so seen that. Like a, so there's like, a, like a, a million sorting trays with like a million perfectly machined little letters that they would all lay out. And like the, like the, so the, all the text for, for the printing press. I almost wonder if they, if that. If it's still there. Yeah. I guess That see stuff is worth, uh. You know, if somebody else was trying to make money, that that stuff would have been sold. That's yeah, to collectors. probably. Yeah, assets. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, um, Del- Delon in the chat said, "Nate, who are you? Where the hell did you come from? How did you create so much interest in the work you you are going to put into Irish Hills?" Um. Uh, well, my name's Nate Thompson. I am a uh, filmmaker from Monroe, Michigan. Um, the interest, I I really don't. There's there's no sure formula, you know. I guess I would say the idea relates with a lot of people, um, but I think it's good timing, an idea that really resonates with what's um, edgy or trending now, mixed with uh, it's gone into a place that really a lot of people have memories at already too, which I didn't realize at first. Um, and you know, I have my fan base from my horror films, so people should already know. 
that you know anything that I'm doing or being you know being a part of should already be the coolest thing around, right? Because right. I, I like to think I have a pretty good internal screening system, so you don't have to go. Eh, I don't know if it's going to be a, a good time. You should know already. It passed all the tests. It's going to be a hell of a day. Well, he's definitely got the confidence down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I don't, you know, and that's the big thing too, because I don't want to do this half-assed, or else it's going to be a situation to where like. You know, opening day might be cool, but no one's going to come back if it sucks. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the questions. Um, so, Delon was supposed to be here, um, and because of work, he, he wasn't able to. He did send me a couple of questions that he had for you, so we'll get to those yeah, in a little okay. bit. Um, we do have to go to our first break here in a few minutes, so I don't want to get in too much here. Um, I do want to say though, I did take the time to watch all of your short films and we'll be talking about those a little bit later on in the show, but I really enjoyed them. Hey, my man. Um, especially cult leader. (laughs) All right. I figured you'd be down to do this too. After I watched those movies, I was like, he's done two short films that I, I saw that were dealing with the cult. Or a cult. Literally perfect. Yeah. Typecasting at this point, yeah. <laughs> well, you look the part. You're charismatic. You know, you got the long hair. Appreciate you come it. with your own Kool-Aid. Yeah, you know, I was going to get one for everybody, but the flat tire really bummed me out, so. It's all right. I don't trust Kool-Aid from anybody but my own kitchen. Yeah, I spike I know the drugs I'm myself. putting in in mine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but uh, Dead Record was really good. Thank you. I, I want want to tell you. Um I, I was engaged. There were a couple of things, but the, the, every horror fan is going to be like, oh, well, why didn't uh, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not a horror filmmaker, okay? I don't have a right to complain. <laughs> hey, it's there. It's there. As long, um, as, as, long as you dig it, I dig it. I did. I, I, I found myself at the end of it wanting more, and that is the mark of a good short film. If you're sitting there and like, man, I want to know more of this story. Yeah. I, yep. I want to see more. You did your job. So, sir... You did your job. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And uh, those short films are actually available on YouTube, and we will be linking to those uh, when we post this show. So everybody will be able to go see them. Or at least go to your YouTube channel, whether or not they watch them. That's on them. Yeah. yeah. Every link you have, man, when you... (laughs) I've got most of them, but every link you have, I'm going to say send to me. Because I'm going to get it put up. But I, I know you've got a tire to deal with. So, and I move pretty quickly. I, I've got to have this show edited and posted before 3 a.m. tonight. Oh, okay. So I have most everything right on, already. Yeah. Right on. Okay, I dig that. Uh, you know what the definition of an entrepreneur is? I would like to hear it from your words. Somebody that works 80 hours to avoid working 40. I like that. It's real talk. You're I'm listening to The Cult of Odd on TapDetroit.com. we got a brand new songs from uh, Wild Street and the Chinchillionaires. Chinchillionaires are coming at you with Electro Mall Cops, and Wild Street has Say Goodbye. We also have Snatch the Snail with Fuckboy. We are going to our first break. We will be right back. Stick around because we are going to grill Nate Thompson and find out as much info as humanly possible. Now it's time for our Patreon shout-out. Big thanks to Sea Weezy, Bryce Rogers, Tiki, Justin Burnside and Zaldor of Zaldor's World Podcast for becoming a patron. Welcome to our holy mother and the throne she sits upon, who have joined the Cult of Odd Plus. We hope you enjoy, our long, uncut and girthy, uh, episodes until you're fully satisfied and left shaking, from laughter. For everyone else, you can join our Patreon too. 
just head to patreon.com forward slash cultivart. Become a patron and reap the benefits today. Tired of regular bar food and bar atmospheres? Yes! Do you long for a place that feels like home where you're treated as family and not just another customer? Yes! Yes! Then Big League Brews is the place for you. Their menu is the most extensive in all of Downriver. They have an excellent breakfast selection, and they're also well-known for their burgers and wings. But hey, if you don't want to believe just some guy on the radio, Big League Brews has been voted Best Sports Bar in Metro Detroit by Click on Detroit six years in a row. They have the friendliest staff and a wide array of cocktails and beers, 26 of them on draft, with new creations regularly. And if you're looking for work, Big League Brews offers the most competitive wages with great medical and dental and vision benefits and plenty of paid time off. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Big League Brews, located at 20428 Ecourse Road in Taylor, Michigan, or head to bigleaguebrews.com for more info. Big League Brews, go beyond ordinary. Eat and drink extraordinary. Somebody call the cops Now we're all over us 
Sense that stinks. Motor City Candleworks is Metro Detroit's number one source for premium handmade incense, as well as hand sanitizer and now massage oil, with a wide array of scents inspired by Michigan cities and attractions. You're sure to find a fragrance that'll keep your love of the mitten burning all year round. Head to MotorCityCandleworks.com and order yours today. And make sure you find them on Facebook, too, for all of their upcoming sales and events. Motor City Candleworks. Michigan handmade scents that just makes sense. That smell. The kind of smelly smell. All right, Nate, are you ready for your grilling? I think so. All right. I think so. One of the things that you've talked about putting into this horror town, actually, before I even get into that, horror town. Yeah. Okay. I, I for years, and I mentioned this to Paul the other day while I was on the phone with him, for years, I have been dying for someone to make the horror version of Brawners, right? That whole yep. little Christmas village thing yep. that they go on, got going on out there. I freaking hate Christmas. <laughs> I think it's just a gaudy holiday. <laughs> or like, or like the Halloween version of Frankenmuth might yeah. be a better, a better. Well, yeah. Okay. Because you know, Brawners is just a store. Is it just a store at this point? Isn't it like four or five Walmarts in size? It's an experience. (laughs) All I know is I need a holly jolly inoculation after visiting. I mean, Uh, the only people who've had more Jesus inside of them were altar boys. (laughs) No, no, no. After that, it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, so is 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 that when I'm assuming this is like the ultimate goal is to turn, you know, a year round spot for you to go get your haunt and Halloween vibe? Yeah, honestly. So, you know, when I first started this, um, it wasn't necessarily like on my mind, like this could be the Halloween version of Browners or Frankenmuth or, or whatnot. But I knew that what was on my mind was pretty much yeah, it, it was kind of relatable. I wanted this to be a Halloween town that people could come here year round, and then people started comparing it. I'm like, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Why? Not? It's literally right down. It's not right down the road, but it's not too far, right? You know, uh, and, and it's, it's kind of perfect to have something like this here. And you know, we'll have the Michigan Museum of Horror attached to it, and then that will bring, you know, be kind of its own entity. And if it wants to. Um, you know, open up different locations. It can, it can, but I, I would like this to be basically known as the horror town. Yeah. In other words, you're you're going for a more, a more organic vibe with it. You know, kind of, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Letting everything go. So, the horror museum. Okay. Now, my head when I first read horror museum, I'm like, cool. Is he going to get stuff from like horror movies and stuff like that? But then I started paying attention to the stuff you were talking about. And posting about, and I was like, no, this is going to be a goddamn oddities museum. I'm fucking down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a, um, 
a mixture of both, I'll say, because I, I want screen use props, obviously, you know, just to keep people entertained. Like, oh, you know, this was used from Return of the Living Dead, or this is, you know, the chair from Creep Show, or whatever, you know, a couple of those. But for the most part, yeah, I would like it to be almost medical in a sense, or scientific in a yeah. sense, where people can walk through, and, you know, you have um, one of the exhibits is you know not super creative in its name but it's called the skull and bones exhibit right and it's literally the skull and bones so it whether we show um only humans or humans and maybe different uh animals that are kind of uh, hard to come by i think i seen somebody one of the oddity dealers had a uh like a rainbow dolphin skull <laughs> and I, I was just like huh that's uh that's interesting. I, I don't think you're going to see anything like that anywhere around Michigan, that's for sure. And no, and, and with horror movies and stuff, too. Like, uh, are you going to open it up to, like, indie horror filmmakers from, like, oh, yeah. Michigan and Ohio and, 100%. like, the, the, the little area? 100%. The, the building itself that the museum, the Michigan Museum of Horror, is going to be in is relatively large. <laughs> so I would really like there to be a, um, almost like maybe even an indie filmmaking section. To where, you know, props from indie filmmakers with the credit from what movie it was used from. And um, and then, you you know, you have your more uh, more well-known, you know, feature film props. Uh, and then, really, my big thing is definitely the oddities. Because that, that's going to get people going, what the hell is that? So, for the past couple of years, I've been putting up an Amazon wish list for my birthday. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> told me to do it. I am going to tell you that at any given time, there's at least three or four wet specimens yeah. on that list because it's just something I want, and I, I've not been able to save up the money to get it. Like I want a wet specimen of a uh, 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 an octopus. Yeah, um, yep. there's a bat on there. There's some yeah, articulated I want, bones. I want the bat, but I want the one that's. Uh, they have bats that are in jars. Uh, like these really nice black jars, and then they have like matching bats, but like the skeletons. Mm-hmm. I want both of them. I want yeah. one, you know, full, and then one with a skeleton, just uh, really just for my own personal collection, but for the museum too. One of my favorite TV shows was a show called Oddities, and it was about a shop that was in yeah. like New York, New Jersey, somewhere in there. And that's what they did is they they sold oddities and stuff like that, articulated sp- uh, skeletons, oh, no, uh, what wet was specimens. This like- Nonfiction or was it? No, it, no, it, was, it was like TLC it was like a or something reality like that. Show yeah. about oh, these guys that ran this oddity shop. Yeah, think comic and book weird, men for and weirdos. Weird customers. Yeah, who okay. were, I think are the they weird customers was, or just customers at that uh, point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy, that one guy yeah. Edgar, was quite the. If you remember, yeah, quite the oddity this, himself. This guy who always talks like this and says that it's you know that's just how he talks yeah. all the time. It's not like a voice that he puts on. Yeah, so like I said, how we learned to talk for some reason. Are they are they weird customers or just customers? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you got to be a little weird to be into that stuff. I think so. Yeah. Now, um, what was the process? Because you've got three properties. Explain what that means. Yeah. So, well, uh, there is really I think there's one, two, three, four. Five, six. So there's about five or six properties total uh, in that little courtyard, which I signed at least four. Um, I think I'm really only going to use three of them. Really put three of them in action. Probably use the other ones for storage. I don't know. There, Operations, there's still, things yeah, like there's that. still a lot you know to throw around, but I know exactly what I do want in there. So we can get by for a little bit. But you're talking cool August additions. to be open, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, worst case scenario, you know, we got to push it back to September. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
But no, I, I've been going out there every day that I can and, and just, you know, doing little stuff, really starting with, you know, pushing a broom and then getting the paint going. And I don't have a big team of volunteers or really in, people helping me. I, you know, my fiance, uh, love her death. She ends up helping me. Um, and, you know, we have three kids. So one of us ends up, you know, like getting the crying baby. It's, 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 she can only do so much and, you know, God bless her heart, but I, I appreciate her helping me and, um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. Slowly by surely, we'll get it. Yeah, women always say they want a man who's driven and has a dream, until they get a man who's driven and has. A dream. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Yeah, like listen, I'm sorry you don't understand, but I have to be away for the next four days, and I swear to you, I'm painting. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my wife uh, does a lot for me when it comes to the show. She makes sure that the everything's you know kept up and, and nice for when we have guests in and, and whatnot. And the other thing, like with uh, doing the streaming for the charity thing that I've been doing um, last couple of days that I, I've got a full month of, I have no idea how to run Twitch. None. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I am. I'm. I'm hitting that point where I'm old enough where new technology is just like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she has been a godsend in helping me get set up to even do this charity stream. But yeah, yeah. Like no, I, I said, you. women always say they want a man who's driven and has a dream until they get one, and then it's like, well, could you be more of a slob for this week, yeah. please? Yeah, well, that's exactly. You know, it's. That's exactly what it is. So I'm going to get to uh, a couple of uh, Delon's questions here. Um, the first and foremost question that he sent, um, are you going to be using animatronics or real actors? Um, well, the I, I think, I believe if I'm not mistaken, there's some animatronics still on the property. Um, I haven't seen them run. So I don't really know what we have. That well, they do that when nobody's around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering how that door kept getting open there. No, I, uh, yeah, I would like to, you know, reevaluate the uh, the equipment again. But how we were going to do it was it was going to be primarily actor based, um, unless I could find somebody that I trust to to really take care of the animatronics and do a great job. Uh, if only we knew somebody who knew something about animatronics. <laughs> so until we I can, think, I, I think if only we knew somebody who's been building animatronics since fifth grade. Yeah, I think I, I know a guy, uh, his name has something to do with whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> or porn stars. <laughs> Although that's less... less uh, Less relative now nowadays than it used to be. There's still going to be a whole lot of fucking going on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and that's the thing that I I meant too is like you seem so disheartened when I said it the second time. Is like I've been around haunters. Oh, I know how how things go. There, everything is like up to that deadline, and then the deadline is like, oh fuck, we need to do this. So it's 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 right down to the wire. Is, That's is why I was, I was like, at. dude, I was going to be here on time. I, I, I stopped. I got air in the tires. I was like, this is great because they were flat already a little bit. And then I was like, you know, I'll just put, I got a drink. We're going to be on time. Great. And then I hit the highway and I'm like, I'm going to have to video chat him because if if I, this is like, this is literally, he's not going to believe it unless I show him. Like, the, how in the hell do you, on the way there, you're like 15 minutes out and you get a flat tire. Luckily enough. I was able to be picked up, so very thankful for that yep. again. In the clapped out shit boxes, he called it. 
No, it was an eight out of ten. I think it was pretty decent. Yeah. No, you you don't know everything that's wrong. With it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're, I mean, we're alive and we made it back. Like I said, Mike lapped out. It's actually my wife. My wife's like, I need I need a new car. My wife doesn't sound good. I need a new car. My wife, <laughs> I need a new car because mine sucks, and I don't know what you know the supply chain. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get a new one, so we got to get a new car right now. And I'm like. Oh. We just happen to have enough money to put a down payment on a new car. So I'm like, fine. You well, know, you, you, I don't know if we can get a new car. And they're like, we have one. We went to the dealership. She was like, we're not buying a car today. We're just looking. And the dealer's like, we have one car available. And it just happened to be a similar model to what we were looking for with basically the features we were looking for. And and she's like, she's like, should I get it? I'm like, I don't. I mean, if you're happy with that color, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't get it. So... It's fine, <laughs> but but I've been driving her clapped out shitbox now, like spite driving it. Like you didn't need this is you didn't need a new car. I'm gonna show you how much you didn't need a new car. Yeah. And so far, I've got about about four or five months on that car, and it's not great. The transmission is fucked, and you can't drive over seventy three miles an hour, and the air conditioning doesn't work. Well, you won't be going back in time. And the rear doors, no. No, you you won't be. But you wouldn't be in a real DeLorean either, is the thing. Yeah, because they don't go to 88. <laughs> the speedometer does, I mean, maybe it does, but the speedometer doesn't even go that high in a DeLorean. They had to alter the speedometer for the movie, because the original DeLorean speedometer doesn't even go up to 90. The writers were like, wait a minute. This thing even Who came up, up with 90? the 88? Just, does it just sound cool? Uh, I've got 88. a Blu-ray of the box set. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll watch it and see if it's in there. <laughs> um, but uh, Delon said that, Nate, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, I would be happy to lend a hand. And oh, yeah. Delon has experience. He's worked at uh, another haunt uh, out in Jonesville. Um, he did some some help work for them. Uh, Darkside Acres. Okay. So yeah, no, I honestly I'd got be, some experience. One hundred percent. I'd appreciate any help. And the man can build anything. That's right. how is Delon, and is he still haunted by ghost pigs? Uh, Delon, are you still haunted by ghost pigs? It's like it's a tough situation. About ten seconds away. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one of his other questions he had is, uh, how are you going to set yourself apart from other haunts? Um, well, you know, primarily my focus really on all this was when I was opening this and kind of thinking about this was not necessarily making it haunt focused at first, uh, but more or less making the town like a, uh, like a tourist attraction all over the place. And then I started thinking, well, you know, they already ran the haunted house from, I think it was like they opened it around September and they ran it till, you know, either October or November, one of the two. Um, but what can we do to kind of make it cool? So I'm like, okay, well, obviously I think year round because the town's going to be year round. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can have an accompanying uh, haunted house year round, that would be great. The initial problem would be, you know, especially with having all the actors, is how can we generate enough revenue consistently to be able to, you know, obviously pay actors um, and then pay all the employees. And well, that, I assume in the beginning it's going to be a labor of love. Yeah, but I'm assuming as well. But that's where the the hopefully the tourist attraction thing comes in, and it, it does have consistent business, and you know. With a little bit of elbow grease and planning, and you know, even event planning through what we deem will be the slower months, um, 
I'm really thinking that I'm really thinking and I'm really confident that we have a um, as long as we put it all together and it makes sense that we'll have a good plan for that. I've got a suggestion: Horribilly concerts. Oh my god! Horribilly okay. concerts in the slow seasons. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, I, I I'll play take a, that suggestion. Yeah, I play, uh, so I do 15 minutes of pre-show music before the, everything gets started, just to make sure that everything's connected yeah, yeah. And, and running and everything. I played a bunch of horribilly music beforehand because it just felt right. But yeah, what? horribilly concerts. Dude, I'm 100% down. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a... Uh, so I don't know if either of you guys are into wrestling, but... I am. So there's a... Um, an, a I don't want to say old, because he's not old. A old school but wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. Traditional, respectful. Uh, from the Attitude Area. Attitude Era. He used to wrestle on ECW a lot. Um, his name's Rhino. His, his yeah. Wrestler name. Okay. Rhino's from Michigan. Yeah. 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 So you know. So I do all the video work for IWR, which is his wrestling promotion up in Monroe. So I, dude, if you get me an interview with Rhino, I will fucking bend over backwards and do anything with you. Have you ever been to the show? No. Uh, dude, no, if you want to go, one. I mean, if you like, I've been to other wrestling promotions, but yeah, dude, not that one. he's a great guy. I mean, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. Where work do they wrestle? Like where? Where? What city? Because gas is expensive. Uh, in Monroe. Okay. In Monroe, Strasburg. However. I met with them uh, just the other week, and I'm like, hey, you know, have this horror town. The courtyard kind of reminds me of those vintage ECW arenas where they would have the fans up in the rafters because there's only one rafter in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can already see a couple spots with the boys kind of jumping off. and Yeah. You know, so I pitched it to them, and they they were absolutely for it. So, um, you know, n- nothing's official yet. Right, right. But hopefully. Iron's in the fire. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to have some, you know, wrestling shows, uh, some metal shows. I would even like to kind of throw some horror conventions or partner with people to do horror conventions there, just because it seems like an annual horror convention just makes sense. I mean, well, yeah, out there, thing. yeah, right, yeah. Um, well, there is Motor City Nightmares that that happens. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, I, I got nothing bad, or you know, I'm I'm indifferent to it. Like I, I've had good experience, I've had bad experience. So I've never, I have not yet to go to that one. I just recently I had to do a, um, like an appearance at the, uh, it was Legacy, okay. the first one. I think it was the first one I just did this year, and that was kind of my first time going to a convention around here. And I'm like, man, I'm already. This is not how you run a business because already as soon as I got there, I started spending money and I was in the hole and I'm like, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, give me like 15, 20 minutes. There's this Harry Potter, like wood <laughs> sign. I'm just gonna go snag that real quick. It was like 30 bucks. I'm like, All right, just give it to me. Um, Delon also had asked, um, and I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to let you answer it yourself. Uh, are you going to be using your filmmaking and theatric skills? In the 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 haunt or the oh, yeah. the the town itself, yeah, one hundred ten percent. We're actually filming a horror film there already, so I'm already looking at it in a sense of how can we make it look, you know, cinematic and make it look cool, make it look creepy to people. Uh, you know, I pitched one of the things that I, I pitched to um, everyone is, hey, you know, I think I'm gonna go ahead and paint this whole courtyard all flat black. And the public, you know, a lot of people are, like, really cool about that. Mm-hmm. They're really down for that. Because I wanted to create something where you walk past and it was just this kind of pit of blackness. And you're like, what is that? I got to go there. Um, and then, you know, you get some people from the One public. One second, Kathleen. Go ahead. Keep you, going. Get, no, sorry, you, you get some people from the uh, public that are like, 
you know, you're going to ruin the place, you know, because the, the old paintings on the buildings from when they were a kid are still there. They're chipped away and faded, but they're still there. And I'm like, all right, I don't know. It's either going to be heavily black or all black. And I'll, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I'm trying to make everybody happy, but also make it new and unique, you know? So it's. I w- I, honestly, I wouldn't worry um, about making everyone happy. I would just <laughs> run with what your vision is, and I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be okay with it. Everybody's going to have their, everyone's going to have their, their advice. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. I get that shit all the time. And sometimes I get good ideas and sometimes it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. No, 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 no. Uh, Kathleen in the chat, um, asked, so for concerts, do you also lease the amphitheater? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to be doing, uh, that's where we would be doing the theater. Uh, unless it was, you know, uh, poor weather then we could move it inside the the hall that's attached to the courtyard but i mean if it's in the summer or the spring or fall even nine times out of ten i'm gonna want to do something in the amphitheater um and you know that's gonna require a little bit of tlc there too but it's it's perfect for something like this again this is all in the very very beginning stages so like Every idea is kind of a good one and a bad one all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right. Yeah, tiptoeing. The hall. How big is the hall? Um, I do not know. The, I, like, um, if you had to estimate. I know we could... Oh, so, if we were big doing, enough to like, show a movie? Oh, oh yeah. So, what does the sign, when you seats? walk in the door and the sign on the back says, that maximum occupancy, what does that sign say? I'm going to have to check for you next time. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, not going to lie. My main focus has been uh, for the last, I would say, about three to four weeks because it was about a week or two even before I announced it. It's been on the courtyard heavily and cleaning out the museum. The museum had was basically used as a storage room, and that whole place I pretty much had to gut out, and uh, I'm still doing some work to there and the courtyard. The hall, though, is in perfect shape. It's immaculate. We're going to keep everything the same there. So I haven't really needed to do much in there. I would say probably, um, you know, we're looking at four or 500. They have wedding, like, uh, receptions Recep- in yeah. there. Um, so, but I'm just thinking in terms of, like, wrestling shows, you're probably going to book, you know, three, 400 people in there, no doubt. The reason I ask is because I've had an idea for years, but never had the startup and never known anyone to have the startup cash to do it. And it seems like it would be something great that you could probably do in the off-season. Uh-oh. I've always thought it would be cool to have a haunted movie theater. You remember the old days of the Tingler and things like that where they had the gimmicks for the seats and whatnot? What? Back in movie history, back sci-fi, horror Uh-oh. movies and stuff like that, like, what, the 60s? They, they, um, they had gimmicks for the movies you know, like we've got 3d and d box and yeah like william IMAX castle now. william castle, castle was the producer you. on all yeah. these films william castle they would they would make these gimmicky movies like oh we're gonna do the the, the this movie and they'd send out like a, a production thing to every theater that was showing their movie that's like a skeleton on like a string racer kind of thing and they're like at exactly 30 minutes and 45 seconds into the movie you're supposed to launch this thing from the projection booth out over the audience and they're all gonna freak out but i think (laughs) i've always thought you know now with updated technology and stuff and more know-how and whatnot i've always thought that that would be a really cool thing to do to go to a movie like that showing horror movies and have like the movie technically coming to life around you 
Yeah. I mean, anyone with panic disorders or anxiety yeah, disorders yeah. needs to stay the fuck away from it. But, yeah, like, easy trigger. have actors and stuff like that. Things, like, you tell them. It's going to be like a Gallagher show. You're going to probably get shit on you. Yeah. <laughs> the, pl- the two front rows have plastic over them. They're like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, you got a movie with a scene that drips blood. You know, you've got stuff above them that'll drop or, or whatnot. That's just my crazy idea. Again, you're in the beginning stages. Yeah. Everyone's going to have advice. But I always thought that that would be a cool thing to to be able to ha- have to go do. No, that'd be awesome. That really would be awesome. Uh, let's go back. Let's see. What is your niche going to be besides the town? How do you plan to attract people year round? Um. So I'm I'm definitely more towards the uh, the oddity or like the. I would say even like the witch community in a sense, you know, like the edgy, almost goth almost. I, I you know, like the goth '90s vibe. You know, that's kind of my the vibe that I put out. No, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really the style of the place. You're gonna walk through, and you know, the designs, the graphics, everything. You're gonna feel like you're in an '80s to '90s slasher film. You know, just because with the graphics. Uh, all the colors, the the vibe, the music playing. It's going to be a specific soundtrack. You know, I don't want anything newer played. It's going to have to kind of be anything like 90s and older in a specific genre. So you're in the courtyard and you're relaxing and it's just... Everything is supposed to put you into a, a certain type of feeling. And I think uh, bringing in people year-round, um, you know, if we could advertise a place as a film destination, you know, we filmed a, f- a full feature film here, we have the Michigan Museum of Horror that runs year-round. We'll have a year-round haunted house. So, you know, you get that itch in January or February. You literally have a, a place. Like, okay, well, let's just spend the next three hours down here. You know, go to their Halloween store with, you know, a bunch of Halloween masks in the window. Buy whatever Halloween mask you want. And, you know, it could even be a place for maybe people need props to go buy when they go to these horror conventions that are happening around and now we have all these props that people can come buy and bring up to get signed like really it's there's so many ideas with events um and things that are already going in that place i just think that if it has to be executed correctly and then we have to stay fresh so i'm thinking maybe quarterly mm-hmm. uh bring in a new exhibit or even um you know, every six months bring in a new exhibit that way, people that have been there before aren't just seeing the same old thing again. They have something new now to where, you know, the price of admission's not going to be that much. But I, w- I still want it to be worth it to pay it again and again and again. Right. Because I want you to feel like you got your money's worth every yeah, single time. Yeah, you don't want to put it too low and have people get the feeling that you don't have faith in it, but you don't want to put it too high and have them be like, well, that's too expensive. Yeah, and, right. and to be worth uh, going to Irish Hills because it's not necessarily buy anything anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, you know, could be a problem. Make sure you got your whole advertising campaign, uh, you know, your, your, your marketing campaign down, because that's one of the lessons I learned from my failed commercial haunted house, is uh, just because you build it does not mean they will come. No, no, <laughs> matter, no matter how great it is, you need, you need that uh, yeah. marketing campaign to be on point. No, but I will tell you, you do know a radio show and a radio network that would be more than happy to advertise. There we go. <laughs> There's step one. Uh, and then um, 
Delon's last question that he, he had sent me previously to this, and then I'll start looking in the chat to see if there are any more. Without giving away secrets, what do you feel will be the best part of the, your attractions? Oh. Uh, I know it's a really, yeah. really awkward thing because like, I don't want to give anything away. I think it's going to be a mix-up between... Well, you know, I want to say the haunted house. I do, but I just have so many um, plans. Cool, plans and cool ideas for people to see in the museum that I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I really see this being a place that people come here for the museum only. However, if I could really make that haunt um, kind of spectacular and worth it, I think it, that might be a draw in itself, too. So it's, I think it's going to be a tie. Now I got a question for you. And this it may be something you've thought of, and maybe not. Would you offer possibly doing more than one Halloween? Like, maybe once a month have a day where... Because horror fans got kids. They're like, right. everybody you're appealing to is in that age bracket where we're old yep. and we have children. Maybe once a month huh? offering a Halloween come trick-or-treat. So... Yes, and I will say I have, I have three kids, so I do get it one hundred ten percent. Because they love Halloween. I I tell me I can have more than one Halloween. I'm I'm down. I'm almost thinking. So I was actually thinking as well. Um, that is a great idea. I was also thinking, you know, maybe kids, no matter what day it is, all of our um, places of operation, like the museum, our collectible store, the people walking around, they're always stocked with candy. And all the stores, the haunted, everything's stocked with candy. And I would think it would almost be cool for people to know, like, no matter what day it is, kids can bring a... Like, you get a treat bag with yeah, your, yeah, your admission. Yeah, yeah, and go to, and trick-or-treat, and, you know, if it's May 27th, you know, you don't, or, you know, it could be January, like, but trick-or-treat, no matter what, yeah. you know, give a piece of candy and... Ooh, piece uh, of candy. I, I, yeah. I, love that, I love that idea, I love that idea. I would, I would like to say halfway to Halloween is actually becoming a pretty big thing in the industry. A lot more of the, at least the bigger haunts are yep. opening and people are doing promotions and sales and stuff for halfway to Halloween. So it's almost like a little mini, like Christmas in July, yeah. Yeah, like halfway to <laughs> Halloween, it's becoming more and more of a thing every year. Well, I know, um, I don't know if either of you do, but I would imagine you do. Um, are either of you subscribed to Shudder? I have so I pay so much for cable. I was, and <laughs> I, then I checked I'm, out I'm Tubi. I'm like the last person who I like Tubi too, but Xfinity Tubi doesn't alive. have Joe Bob. Okay, that's oh, fair. I wish I wish I had Joe Bob. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, fair. I miss I miss Joe Bob from back in the day on TNT. I, <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely love Joe Bob Briggs' Last Drive, and that's the whole reason I pay fifty dollars a year for Tubi. What or is not that? Tubi for Shutter? It's a horror host. It was a horror host show. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, like Elvira or something, but he's just like this hillbilly guy and he'd do his, he'd show these old horror movies and then he'd give you all the, like the, this big details, like, oh, we use 34 gallons of blood, four seven arms, three, oh, three, -uh. three yeah. and 
Yeah, so he'd, he'd do the big rundown, and then, you know, he'd do little sketches and stuff. And we'd be sitting outside his trailer. Trailer His, this, his set was like this trailer park. It still is. I don't know if it, yeah. It I still is. I haven't seen the new ones, so I'm not sure. It's but, not necessarily a trailer but park, like this, but it's a, it's a camper. He's this hillbilly guy. I kind of picture, like, Norm MacDonald, but he talks like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Joe Bob used to write for, like, Rolling Stone and some of the big magazines yeah. and whatnot. And, like, he got, he was always into horror movies and around the horror industry. And so he started like all the experiences and stuff that he was having and talking with other people uh, in the horror industry. He he's a wealth of knowledge, man. It's it's like an uh, encyclopedic education of horror movies. Every episode, oh, they no, usually no. show two movies. It's a double feature. It's uh, actually live or live. Everything's pre-recorded, but they try to make it seem like it's live. Um, Friday nights starting at nine. And running until whenever. It's usually two movies. Um, Sometimes it's shit you've never heard of. Other times it's like some cult classics. And it's him and Darcy the male girl. I'm going to tell you right now, Darcy is easy on the eyes. (laughs) And she gives him shit endlessly. But yeah, it's it's a good show. Like So you can get a free trial of Shudder. You can get a seven-day free trial. Um, and then if you say before the end of that seven days, you like, ah, it's too expensive. I can't do it. They'll give you the rest of the month or like a month free. But what just, if, but what if he submits his work? They should give him like a free membership for like years, right? <laughs> That's AMC, man. I, I have no idea what they're going to do. I, I had Shutter and I was like, you know, I don't mind paying for it, but I was like, dude, I literally do not use this because any horror movies I want, I go to Tubi for I, I went to Tubi and I was like, they have the entire Puppet Master series. Yeah, I was like, the horror, like, this is, I, I checked out, you know, their crime and drama, and blah, 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 but for horror, it seemed like their catalog was more extensive than anything, and I'm yeah. like, dude, this is unbelievable. No one's talking about this either. They're all, like, Shudder or, uh, almost, maybe, like, Fright Fest, one uh, of those. Full Moon has their own streaming service. Um, Troma started their own streaming service. Yeah. Um but yeah, Tubi is a great resource if you just want to watch some some really out yeah. there fucking horror yeah. movies. Amazon Prime is too surprisingly like their horror yeah. movie there's selection. There's a lot of really bad stuff on there. Yeah. But it's, there's, I'm I sure there's good it. stuff. I'm sure there's good stuff too. Most of the ones I click on on Amazon, I'm like, uh. <laughs> my favorite like bad movie so far, and it's not even that bad. It was a movie called Slacks. Oh, dude, mine, the worst movie killer I've ever pants. watched in my it, entire like life. Is it like Pants? Yeah, it's Killer Pants. So, wait, it's like that Disney movie, except the pants are evil? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fantastic. There was this one called Redneck Zombies. Uh, I think that was, it, it was either American Redneck Zombies. No, I think it was just Redneck Zombies. But I remember watching it when I was, like, 14. And it was just on HBO late one night at, like, 1 in the morning. And it was this god-awful... Like horribly shot, uh, like seventies or eighties horror movie, and it, but that was just the vibe. You know, it was like so bad that you had to keep watching it, and you were like, "Man, this is something." I got two more questions from the chat, and then we got to take our next break. Um, first, will this be fam- a family friendly location or a suggested minimum age to attend? Family friendly brings more people. There is a fine balance. Uh, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, well, so how my plan originally was is that there was going to be family friendly, friendly, and then there was going to be a certain sections of the museum that I would, uh, like kind of like open all ages, but certain sections of the museum that if I 
thought it was maybe a little too graphic or a little bit too creepy. It would kind of be more of a like uh, like the beaded curtain section in the video stores. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but because it's a little less it, greasy, it's, but it's, yeah, it's presented as a, a medical well, display. If it's presented as a medical display and not a sexual display, then yeah, with yeah. parental consent. Paul, have you not met people? Someone I'm, will make problems for this man. <laughs> There's always someone. Yeah. There's always someone. Um, yeah. I, Okay, go go with your last question, and then I I'm gonna, I have, I like I just want to go back to your question about how does film how and haunt like how does it overlap like what lessons can you learn? You can learn a lot from lighting. You can hide things. The brighter the lights, the darker the shadows. The easier it is to hide things in the light. You can learn lots from lighting. You can learn lots from pacing. Like you can't just scare, 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 scare. Yep. People get desensitized. You need a scare. You need something quiet or like a joke or something. Then you come back and scare again. Because if you if people lose their sensitivity to that, it's not going to work. Hundred percent. You, you need your you need your pacing. It's it's very similar yeah. to making a film uh, with the lighting and the pacing and the the, the things you're you're seeing. You can't just blast people with stuff in the face all the time. You need to, <laughs> Calm, right. calm you can areas. if you go through the beaded you need curtain. To, you need to... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm frustrating, <laughs> next, Paul. Next I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he's right, though. No, yeah, because, like, is. out of all the slasher flicks that I ever saw, the only one that truly ever scared me was Freddy, and it's because he makes fun of you. Like, it's not just kill, 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 you know... <sighs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> As you saw, halfway through my haunted house, there's a toilet that tries to attack you, which is a joke, by the way. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's a little scary if you're it's four, like but it's made, sense, you know, yeah. and, and when it comes back down, it makes a flush sound, and that's like a joke. So that's, and right after that is the chainsaw guy. So you're coming right, which which was not in the video, but, but I mean, you, yeah, you, you want to really mix it up, what people are seeing, so that they don't get desensitized to one sort of style of thing you really want to keep people on their toes and that's what keeps people interested and that's what gives you an interesting show yeah he's 100 percent right yeah. uh kathleen in the chat said will haunting in the hills be no longer uh what will happen to train car of terror uh so the original people that owned stagecoach stop and the haunt that did the haunting in the hills those are still the same people that that own it now i just leased that certain section of the property I own all the licensing and the business name and the all the business stuff for Horror Town. So technically, you know, I could take Horror Town and go anywhere else. However, I don't. This is the perfect area, right? Um, really, I, I you know I said I wanted to do a year-round haunt, um, but this is kind of a way that they've made money too for the last however long, and it's been you know they've been used to it, right? So. I don't really feel like it would be fair for me to go, okay, sweet, this is mine, you know, everything that you guys, you know, the the, the fan base that you've brought now for these months, you know, this is all, we're, we're going to take this money now and it's going to be technically part of Horror Town. No, I'm uh, going to give up full control or finance, whatever, during those months to them. So that way every year they still have uh, the Haunting in the Hills. It's still the same exact thing that people haven't pretty much known, right? Obviously, the rooms will be changed around a little bit different because it'll be set up for the year-round haunted house, but that will still be haunting in the hills. Um, so will they continue then during the Halloween season and then you pick up after? Yeah, so basically the, how it's how they've been doing it, that that's how I'm going to keep it for them. And then just the rest of the year, I'm going to take um, kind of control of it. And Or there's this... Um, there's this new, I don't know if you heard, they're the, like Sicken and Scurvy, it's the clowns. Okay, yeah. Really good, really great people. Um, 
but they've kind of came there and they started working around on the haunt and doing some things around too and I think they've brought their own stuff are those the youtube clown the guys who yeah. show up at all the conventions and stuff yeah that's how i seen them the first time they showed I, up at mine and they were like squeaking their horns i, I haven't like, oh, actually yeah. met them personally but i keep hearing about them yeah no they're great people they do they really work hard and um you know so during those months they are basically working with suzette and scarlet um which is who did the haunting in the hills and they're gonna have it be like their own little experience and then after that, I'm going to take, you know, probably put some things in there too, because I'm sure the Sick and the Scurvy will take their stuff out and et cetera, et cetera. But long story short, uh, still going to be Haunting in the Hills. And then year round after that, it's going to be a Haunted House for Horror Town. And then the train car, um, that's part of the Haunted House too. However, it's, I think it's like Eisenhower's actual presidential train car. So, like, I think he came here back in the day and that's the one he wrote in on and then they donated it to the property or maybe someone that you know had the property before purchased it and put it there I'm not sure the history on how it got there exactly um but the paint job on it right now is a little rough so that's not necessarily my property really right because i i did the horror town the courtyard and uh, escape room etc cetera, etc cetera. but i would even like to try to partner with them and just paint it make it look better and mm-hmm. Uh, just liven the place up all around because even though it's not mine, like so, for example, like the hotel rooms that are on the property, and that's Cowboy Creek Lodge, so that's a separate part, right? But mm-hmm. people that come in from New Jersey to go to Horror Town, I want them to have like the best place to stay, right? I want it to be known, like you know, this technically isn't like the the hotel's not mine, but if you're coming here, I want that hotel to be ten out of ten pristine because I don't want you to have a bad experience. Well, isn't two stagecoach stop at this point kind of sold uh, or marketed as a ghost town? I I don't know if that was accidental. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know people. Um, yeah, I don't. I think someone. I think they tried to open it within the last five or ten years, uh, like we were talking about before, and. They really, because I could see the equipment and the stands that were in there. It's kind of relatively new. It's it's not from the 70s. Right. Um, And I heard rumors about it, too. But everyone I've heard of has been like, man, that place has been abandoned for 20, 30 years. So, for some reason, they didn't even catch wind like that. People have been trying to reopen the place. Maybe they just always thought once it died out in the 70s or 80s that you couldn't go there anymore. I don't know. But either way, it's changing, so. Okay. All right, we're going to go to our next break. You're going to get music from The Lonely Ones, Bryce J. Rogers, and Bullet to the Heart. You're going to get Real Big Trouble, Coffee and Baileys, and Decay. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Horror Town and the uh, movies that Nate has done as well. Um, you're listening to The Call to Vod on TapDetroit.com, and we will be right back. One of us. One of us. 